Welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast and our review of day one of this November States meeting. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Chloe Pressland and uh, we had an election to listen to today. We did. So it was between Deputy Bob Murray and Deputy Gavin St. Pierre to replace Deputy Heidi Salisbury on PR. Um, so this has been going on, I, I think she resigned probably about three weeks ago now. Uh, Deputy Bob Murray was the choice for PR. It was, it was them that sort of put him up for the position and, and said that they would support him in it. And it was Deputy Yvonne Burford uh, that suggested that Deputy Gavin St. Pierre take on the role. And it ended up being really close, didn't it? It was. It was closer than I had imagined, actually. I thought being sort of the uh, anointed one, if you like, uh, Deputy Murray would uh, have a strong chance of uh, getting a lot of support. Well, he did win in the end, but it was 20 votes to 17. Uh, He said that um, what was required was a a candidate who had the courage to make... uh, to take tough decisions, and uh, he described himself as a pragmatist. Um, Deputy St. Pierre um, gave quite a long uh, and at times slightly convoluted uh, metaphor regarding Gareth Bale. Yes, <laughs> he mentioned him about four or five times, I think, uh, in the end. Yeah, this was because uh, he saw himself as being um, a, sort of a, a, well, equivalent in some manner to... Uh, a former the, the right one, winger, I think, s- somebody, was how he phrased well, it. Yeah, and somebody who'd been benched and uh, would be able to perhaps come on and, uh, and save the day at the end. Um, but uh, it was quite a light-hearted speech that he gave uh, from that point of view. Um, but um, one of the things that interested me was uh, Deputy Murray saying, well, if, if you want somebody to replace Deputy Soulsby, who has the same skills and characteristics, then um, go for Deputy St. Pierre. But um, actually what's needed is something rather different. And obviously a, a majority, uh, well, I say a majority, 20 out of the potential 40, but actually 37 who actually voted. There was one spoiled paper, bizarrely, um, voted for Deputy Murray. And so he is now on uh, policy and resources. Um, And so um, I asked Deputy Murray uh, afterwards whether it was a good look for Guernsey that we now have an all-male policy and resources uh, committee. And he said, well, he's not about to change sex and there wasn't much he can do about it, which is fair enough in a way. You know, the electorate decided that there were going to be so few women in there. So I think he uh, said, wasn't it, that that it's more important to have diversity of opinion than diversity of gender. Indeed, yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. That was his view on that. Um, And uh, what his... uh, uh, entry onto the PNR committee does mean is that there's now a hole in the education, sport and culture committee. So I spoke to the president of that committee and Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen said that uh, it, it's fine. Um, there's succession planning in place and the setup of the committee is such that the loss of one individual should not be um, harmful or impactful, as she put it. Um, so she wasn't too concerned about that. But it does mean that we'll definitely have another um, election next time um, in December and indeed to replace Deputy Murray on uh, the Development and Planning Authority, as we mentioned in the uh, preview yesterday. Um, uh, There are actually two seats vacant on that because of the resignation recently of Deputy Taylor. So that's all the election stuff uh, covered. Uh, We also had a couple of update statements today as we always start uh, each uh, meeting and the first of those came from Deputy Al Bruard at Health yeah, so um, obviously it was health and social care that opened it up today and I think it was inevitable what was going to take the kind of meat of the question time of that. So most of the questions, I think, maybe bar two or three, were about cancer, cancer patients now being charged uh, for, for out-of-hours care, which they formerly wouldn't have been. So they can still access free care um, through the emergency, uh, emergency department, this is. They can still access free care 48 hours after you know a treatment or, or an operation or something when they're most vulnerable but after that they will now still face uh, an additional charge so that raised 
I, I think quite passionate um, mini speeches almost from from some of the deputies, definitely from ordinary representative Steve Roberts, who uh, we found out today. I mean, I, I I wasn't I didn't know that he'd been receiving cancer treatment since 2013 so he and you know he praised Bull Street House for everything that they've done and he really said that how can we be imposing these costs on people who are going through the darkest time in their life and and to that the response from Al Broad, Deputy Al Broad, was everyone has dark times but the the point of this whole thing is to levy these costs so that everyone is facing the same and um, the same expenses which which is interesting and you know that they point out that equity is is the primary aim of this but then deputy dudley owen came forward as well as uh, she's she's had breast cancer and i think is still going through treatment as well so she she gave she suggested the same kind of question that that deputy at uh, the old representative steve roberts did about that um and just questioned how we can be imposing this on on people who are already going through such difficult time yeah, certainly a lot of concern about that, as there always is with uh, health, a lot of concern about how exactly they distribute a finite budget uh, to such uh, needy uh, demands. Um, d- speaking of which, there was the other update statement was from the Overseas Aid and Development Commission. Um, Deputy uh, Ordinary Representative, I've said, made the same mistake, uh, Steve Roberts was uh, one of those who said, well, you know, why are we uh, giving away uh, money when we're ha- at the same time having to tell people who need cancer treatments that they're going to have to pay. Um, but uh, his, he seems to be in a minority view because the states have decided um, a while back that uh, Guernsey's contribution is going to be upped from just over 0.1% of GDP to 0.2%. Uh, the UN target is 0.7%, so it's well short of that. Um, but nevertheless, it is an increase. And uh, uh, Deputy Chris Blinn gave an outline of uh, the good work that Guernsey is able to uh, promulgate as a result of its various uh, uh, donations of up to £50,000, or an average of £50,000 per project, of which there have been 58 single-year projects. And he said the increase in funds has meant that they're able to do multi-year projects, which he said was very significant because those led to uh, greater, more sustainable um, good works in, in these poorer countries. And when I say poorer countries, he, he pointed out that um, all of the projects are in uh, countries which are on the uh, which are ranked at 143 or below of the um, Human Development Index of the UN. Um, so he outlined a few of the good works that they're doing there. Um, deputies Peter Fairbrush and Yvonne Burford were among those who were uh, suggesting that um, in future and perhaps uh, when times are a bit easier for the island um, it, they should look to uh, up the uh, amount of money or the percentage of GDP even further that is uh, donated overseas so uh, we will watch that space with interest and secondary pensions was back on the agenda today so that's after six months ago there was a Cersei laid to debate uh, to delay that debate and I think there was as far as I remember a debate about whether or not to debate it which was all very confusing but anyway at the end of it it ended up being debated today um we now in october larger businesses mainly will be subject to impo- not imposing uh, introducing is a better word a secondary pension for their employees so this is trying to aim to get uh, pensioners in guernsey or, or older people to set up a pension to secure finances uh, for their older years I guess and at the moment well I think in 2017 it was there was about 35% of people actually were contributing to a to a pen, to a pension which means then 
years after that, they're more likely to be claiming benefits and things like that. And naturally, as an island, we want the older people that we've got here to be financially stable later on. Um, so, yeah, that, that went through. I think it was only four deputies that ended up voting against that. One of them was Deputy Mierveld, who was the person to lay the Cersei six months ago. He said that regardless of everything, it's still not the time to be looking at this because we just don't have the money. Everything is unstable with the economy. Um, and But other deputies thought, you know what, well, we know exactly where we are now. Yes, we've had COVID. Yes, we've got the Ukraine war going on. But regardless of that, we're, we can now make an informed decision and it's still the best way to go. No, it has, I have to say it took me by surprise how many votes uh, were in favour of that. It was relatively uncontroversial in the end. Uh, we then moved on to the children's law. We're pretty much running out of time, so we'll perhaps go into this in more detail tomorrow. But uh, discussion centred today around the uh, relative roles of the tribunal uh, and the court in deciding particularly complex cases. Uh, Deputy Al Bruard was uh, talking about how this was uh, re- relevant to about only about sort of 30 cases in the last five years, but they can be extremely uh, complex and uh, take uh, quite some time. And the really discussion was around uh, whether the facts of a particularly complex case should be uh, decided by the tribunal or the court, and that the court would be in a better place to decide those facts, but that the ultimate um, case... Um, the the outcome uh, decided based on the established facts should uh, be should rest still with the uh, with the tribunal. Um, so we we are in for most of a day of discussion on the children law reforms, the most significant reforms since two thousand and four to that law um, tomorrow. Uh, so you'll hear lots more from us about that for then. But for now, uh, that's all from us. Good night. Speak to you tomorrow.